Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by this message from the Kalamazoo, Michigan campus. For more info on the church, visit newdaycommunity.org. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. So good to see you again. We're so excited. How is the happy nation of God doing? (laughs) Yeah, praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, we are missing Pastor Cameron, but uh, we hope he's going to make it for the second service, maybe. <laughs> anyway, it's, it, it, it's a great privilege and honor to visit you again, to, to, to share the gospel, to encourage you, to strengthen you in your faith, and just to become part of what God is doing with you. So. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you guys. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the appreciation and giving us a hand to bring the gospel to the nations all these years. So for us, it's very precious. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I have a wonderful story to share with you this morning about uh, living a new life. Uh, that That's uh, Christianity all about, you know, living a new life, getting away from the old stuff. You know, when Jesus comes and finds us, uh, he's giving us entirely new direction of living. And uh, as that old song goes, you know, uh, the world is behind me, the cross is before me. But it's not only the cross, but it is the throne of grace also. Amen. We don't stop at the cross only. We continue through through the, the tomb, you know, through the resurrection, and we are invited to enter behind the veil. We are invited to approach the throne of grace. J- just think for a moment what a privilege. Do you know that in the Old Testament, by the way, uh, only the high priest and once per year with many cleansing sacrifices, you know, he had the right to enter behind the veil, only once per year, behind the veil, the day of the atonement. And now think about you. We are not even qualified to be high priest and such a great background as these people, you know. Just ordinary people. And we, today, we're invited on a daily basis, as long as you want, as many times as you want, you can approach with boldness. I'm telling you, it was a frightful thing to enter in the Old Testament, to enter behind the veil. Amen? Think about how they had to to cleanse themselves, to wash themselves, to to prepare, to put that special uh, equipment, you know, whatever, you know, the robe, the the aprons and everything they had, you know, the, the bonnet. And, and, and blood was sacrificed and then trembling, they would enter under the threat, you know, if they are not uh, qualified in something, you know, might, might just be struck dead. But today, with joy and confidence, every one of us is invited to enter into that sphere. Because have you ever uh, uh, wondered what is this uh, throne of grace, how, how it looks? I mean, what is this throne of grace? We know what a, a throne is, but the throne of grace uh, is very specific. 
and one day God revealed to me that, do you know that, that that term is very specific in the Old Testament, actually? The throne of grace was right in the midst of the mercy seat, on the, on the top of the mercy seat between the two cherubims. It was the lid, the golden lid placed over the Ark of the Covenant. And that's where... Uh, in the Old Testament, it's called the, the throne of grace because God met with, uh, you know, the high priest and, and with Moses, you know, that place where the blood of the lamb would be sprinkled and shed. And today, approaching the heavenly, the genuine, true one, reality of the, the throne of grace, it is again the mercy seat, but it is a mercy seat represented by the blood of Jesus and by his sacrifice. And every one of us is invited to enter into that sphere and to become part of it. So we don't stop at the cross. That was my point. We, we, we definitely, the cross is before us, but we don't stop there. I mean, three days. It took three days uh, for Jesus to die, to be buried, and to be resurrected. Amen? And uh, have you ever thought why, why on the world, you know, three days? That, that, that's important for us. You know, day one, Jesus was crucified on the cross. And he didn't just die for us. He died on the cross as us also. So day two, he spent in the tomb. Amen? He was buried. It means your old life, your old, old personality is buried. is wiped out from the face of the earth. You, your, your old past and all the bad stuff like a criminal you know like a failure doesn't exist before the lord anymore because in the face of jesus he buried that old personality in the grave amen and day three is 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 which counts amen day three jesus was resurrected and the bible says we were resurrected together with him as a new man, as a new personality, living, starting living new lives. You know, the power of day three is actually, the power and the reality of day three is which saves you. Because otherwise you are just a forgiven dead corpse. Amen? Yes, you're forgiven, you're reconciled, but you're still dead. But day three makes difference. Jesus injects new life into you on day three when he met the disciples you know the first thing he did he breathed upon them and he said receive the holy spirit wow what a change what a shift from the old testament you know in the the, the bible says when when god created man he breathed the breath, the very breath of God was breathed into Adam and he became a living soul. But the New Testament believer is not a living soul only. He is a life-giving spirit also. Woo! Jesus breathed the breath of life and they got the promise, you know, of, of being reunited with the Lord. What was lost in the garden was restored and brought back in the face of Jesus Christ. So, that's my message today about uh, uh, called to live in the sphere of new life. And it's a beautiful story given to us uh, in the gospel. <laughs> this is going to be Mark. Now, in the gospel of Mark chapter 10, uh, it, it presents an interesting story of a blind man uh, being healed and restored his sight, you know. 
I'm not sure was he born blind or he he got sickness doesn't matter you know the point is that he got uh, his um, uh, side back restored fully absolutely uh, miraculously by Jesus and the story goes like this is uh, 46 now they came Jesus and his disciples and his followers came to Jericho as he went out of Jericho with his disciples in a great multitude a blind Bartimaeus, the son of uh, Timaeus, sat by the road begging. Okay, that's very important. He sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. What a revelation. Well, I have to skip that. I don't have time for that. But it's a great revelation that Jesus was the son of David. Not many people at that time were able to realize who Jesus is. Amen. Some said Elijah. Some said John the Baptist. Some said, you know, a prophet. But actually Jesus was the very promise of the covenant God made with Abraham that he will send the promised one, you know, to, to save us. And uh, what did you say? The Messiah, yeah, the promised one, the son of David. So this blind man got a greater revelation than those who were able to read the scriptures and to see Jesus with their natural eyes. And then he goes like, so Jesus stood still. Um, then, then many warned him, sorry about that. They many warned him to be quiet. But he cried out all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then the people said, they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of a good cheer, rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, and throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabbi, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received the sight and followed Jesus on the road. Amen? Amen. Wow, beautiful. Don't you think so? Beautiful story. But this story is written on a purpose to teach us something. Amen? There is no story in the Bible, in the New Testament, but on a purpose, written on a purpose so we may believe. <laughs> the Bible says through, through, you know, through the author of the, uh, I mean the Gospel of John, that many more miracle signs and wonders Jesus performed. But those written in the Gospels are written on a purpose so we may receive faith and we may believe in Jesus. So definitely this story is written on a purpose to kindle, to, 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 uh, you know, to, to stir up more faith, more expectation in us to live victorious life. Now, a few interesting things here beside the miracle, uh, what I see uh, here, uh, two main points. The guy was a beggar. He was uh, sitting beside the road begging, and then Jesus called him. And now uh, the Bible uh, used that specific term, you know, like something very interesting, uh, which 
why on the world, you know, the question, uh, this, this explanation is given to us that he threw away his mantle. He threw off his mantle and then he went to Jesus. Isn't that kind of interesting? Poor mantle, wha wha why, why, why throwing it away? Why putting it off, you know? Like, what is so specific about that mantle that he had to get rid of that mantle and then he approached Jesus? Don't you think it's kind of interesting? I mean, the, the, the Bible has a lesson to teach us here. Now listen, I, 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 I made a lot of study, I read a lot of uh, commentaries, and uh, uh, I got this, this, this interesting point of view that during that time they had a lot of uh, beggars and, and blind people. So the city council would provide to, to the needy one, you know, like a, a real, a real uh, man in a real need, blind or lame or whatever, they, they would provide for them a special token. You know, this mantle was provided by the powers and authorities of the local city. Like, uh, you know, today we, we, we would, the blind man would have uh, like a white can, and, and you, can, you can say immediately that this man is in need. Y you can ask him, do you need some help? I can take you to across the street, or all kind of things like that. It, it's like a token. You know, so this mantle was not his personal own cloak, you know, but it was provided by the city council as a token that this guy is uh, in need and people would have mercy on him and they could immediately realize sitting him beside the road begging, you know, they would immediately realize that he's in a need officially, you know, qualified for, for uh, alms and help and they would know that it's not someone like, oh, I'm not sure, is he pretending? Because still in this, uh, in the third world, you know, in, in cities like in Bangladesh and some other places, you know, it's crazy. So jammed with people. They can pretend being blind or uh, I have seen people in Turkey pretending being, you know, crippled or something like that, but they're just professional beggars, okay? So the city council, you know, just uh, preventing this would provide special token. So this mantle was not a regular one. This mantle was the, the expression of someone uh, disabled, of someone, you know, blind, of someone who, who needs alms of people. But when Jesus called him, instead of going the way he was to Jesus to receive his sight, the Bible says that he threw off, he threw away that mantle and put it away from him and went to Jesus, you know, without carrying that ma mantle anymore. And what a, now it makes sense, don't you think so? What a great expression of faith. What a great uh, expression of expecting that coming to Jesus, you will see the old person and you will not need that mantle anymore to sustain you to help you to protect you and you will not be dependent on that system and you will not be dependent on the way you used to live and you know receive but you will receive something from Jesus which will make you entirely new person and will give you a new perspective in life and you will don't uh, you will not need that 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 uh, you know crutch anymore isn't that beautiful? Isn't that powerful? And I was like struck. I mean, what a great example, you know, 
of faith. This blind man, he really uh, understood and he really believed that he, he, he wasn't able to combine them, th those two things, bo both of them. I mean, the mantle and the new life. What Jesus was ready to give him and the, the person he used to be, he, he couldn't continue carrying them both in one and the same package. He got rid of that mantle, threw it away, like declaring and manifesting that what Jesus going to give me, you know, I will not need. I will, I will cease to be in need of that help, that mantle, that old life anymore. What a decision. You see, you see, today, the same story continues. I mean, coming to Jesus, what is your expectation like? Do you, do you, do you, uh, are you ready? Uh, do you have any expectation that what Jesus is going to give you would be so radical, so awesome, so different that you have to cease to be the old person because they're so opposite. They're so radically uh, in, in conflict. I mean, <laughs> like your old life, your old personality, you know, the, 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 the way you used to live, to be, to everything would be so victoriously swallowed up by the new life he is giving you that you, you will cease to be the old person and you don't need that behavior, that you know, old stuff you, you, you've been involved. You know how much Paul is talking about in the New Testament, in the epistles, to put on Christ, to put on the new man, and to put off the old man with his behavior, with his, the way he used to think, the way he, he used to operate and to deal with things, and now everything is so powerfully impacted by the new and the fresh that you actually, you cease to be the old person. Because what has been deposited, you know, infused and injected into you has nothing to do anymore with... The, I mean, your whole identity now proceeds from Christ that much, you know, you alone. Amen? Because you have become a new person in the spirit. Your hair didn't change. Your, your, your f the features of your face, of your personality, physical, uh, physically, naturally, didn't change when you were born again, right? Uh, you didn't wake up in the next morning like a professor of theology or, uh, you know, uh, airspace, NASA, something, you know, like, no, you, you, you got the same, uh, the same qualification what you used to be, but something in your spirit radically changed inside. You, the spiritual man, got the whole qualification and, 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 and uh, uh, every, 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 uh, um, how can I represent that? Uh, characteristic of God's nature was, you know, deposited and infused in, in you. His... <laughs> It's we Christians, we are called to a new sphere of existence, living a new life because it's a new source. 
the world and the nature is not, you know, uh, when we were dead in our trespasses, it was all about the natural, physical existence, you know. Food, what you see, what you hear, what you feel, clothes, you know, things like that. But once you're born again, you are united with the source of life, the very life, you know, eternal. Hey, an indestructible eternal life. God, Zoe kind of life, you know. God himself in you. How can we continue to behave like, you know, ordinary people? We are not ordinary since the very moment you are born again. You are not ordinary anymore. You, you live a supernatural life sustained and supported by the true vine, Jesus, who is releasing everything in you required for life and godliness. That's why, you know, this guy, you know, he couldn't combine and keep them both. And... Uh, you, you cannot enter into the sphere of new life by still keeping that old mantle. Amen? You have to trust the Lord and you have to trust Him that what He's going to give you will be absolutely sufficient for everything you expect, for everything which is before you. People are afraid. People uh, afraid to, 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 to lose the grip, you know, of their dependence on, on what they used to trust. And it, it's a challenge, I agree. It's a challenge for, for every one of us. But, you know, uh, countries like Turkey and in Bulgaria, when I was uh, converted and saved, you know, during the communism, I had to, to stood against uh, cultural prejudice because Bulgaria is Greek Orthodox. If you became an evangelical, you become a monster, you know. I, I mean, you totally rejected like crazy, like nuts, you know, all kind of things like that. Plus communism, it's all about atheism. No one believes in God, that God exists. So we became like, you know, a uh, 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 freak show. I mean, just... <laughs> Terrible. And yet we, we had to seize with, with every mentality, with every cul cultural uh, uh, whatever. You know, they, they have so many things to relate in Bulgaria, uh, you know, with the culture, with the manners and all kind of things like that. And think about Turkey too. But when you become a Christian, you cannot continue carrying those uh, two things together. As I said in one package, you know, you have to throw away your old mantle. And come to Jesus, you know, totally in dependence, believing that what he's going to give you will provide, will sustain, and will give you the ability to live a victorious life without being dependent on the way you used to be. And Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. It's so radical, I'm telling you. It's not just becoming... Someone good. No, you, you, you need more than that. You, you, victorious life is not only uh, uh, about your behavior, you know, like sanctification. No, you need, you need victory over sickness. 
you need victory over your financial challenges, you need victory over your emotional challenges, you know, families, people being fully brought down, destroyed, and, you know, by the devil and by the enemy, and, uh, hey, think about Israel. You know, they went out of Egypt, And don't you think that 400, year, 400 years kind of a long period? <laughs> Your history is, as Americans, how many? 200. And look how Americanized you are. <laughs> Just for 200 years. Boy, oh boy, it's an entirely different world, cultures and men. Just for 200. Four, I'm talking about 400 years years being enslaved and being like uh, dominated by the system of Pharaoh and Egypt. Generation after generation after generation. Then one day through the blood and the sacrifice of the sacrificial lamb, you know, they, they, they obeyed God and through Moses and all the commandments, you know, they had that time, you know, fully destroying the power of Egypt, you know, God delivered them and took him out of Egypt and brought them into the desert, into the sphere of entirely new life and dependence entirely on him. Do you think it was easy for them? Although they celebrated it at the beginning, you know, do you know that they, they started having challenges and issues with, with shifting changing and starting being dependent on a new system, on a new person. And, and do, you, do you think it was easy? It's easy to blame them, you know, sitting Sunday morning in a comfortable room. But imagine you're in the desert, you know, and you have children, you have to travel. And the only thing you see day by day is just rocks and bare land and all kind of things like that. I don't justify them, you know, for their unbelief, but still I, I understand that it, it, it's a challenge. They had to throw away and throw off the mantle of slaves, the mantle of whatever Egypt had put on them, you know, and to put on, to put on a new, a new mantle of praise, of worship, of mantle of a believer, and not being dependent that much on the system of Pharaoh. So many times they would go like, oh, we remember. We remember the leeks, you know, the watermelons and the garlic and the cucumbers we had in Egypt. And fish, boy, oh boy, it was good. So let us go back. <laughs> day by day, they would have this strange idea. Going back to their old life. Why? Because they were missing they were missing the, the manners. They were missing the, the, the uh, you know, the thing they, they were embedded for so long and, and got used to. You, you, you see? Now, this new life has nothing to do with the old one. They had to eat manna, <laughs> a, a food which their forefathers didn't have a clue about, you know. And all kind of things like that, totally being dependent on the Lord, but God wanted to teach them intimacy. With him. Amen? Amen? Beautiful picture. Beautiful picture how they, how they had to overcome. And just 
want to give you a few, few, few uh, a list, a few glimpses. What is this new life all about? You know, throwing away the old mantle, because you see, you see what 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 the story tells us. The guy was a beggar. He was qualified as a beggar. That was his reputation. That was his identity. And he was qualified by the city council carrying that robe, you know. Uh, was it on him or just laid in front of him for collecting the, the, the alms? We don't know. But in the moment Jesus called him, you know, he, he, you know, the Bible says he threw away his mantle, went to Jesus, received his sight, don't you think it's normal to get back to your belongings? Definitely he had some money being, you know, already thrown as you have seen, you know, on that mantle or, or whatever, you know, before him. He didn't go back for the money. He didn't go back for the mantle. The Bible says something. He followed Jesus on the way. Followed Jesus Although Jesus said, go your way, your faith has made you well, like you're free to go, you're, you're okay. No, the guy hang out with, he wanted to continue with Jesus. He didn't pay the slightest attention to what was behind. He, he was sick and tired of that life. He didn't want to go there and, and combine it. Isn't that a great example? Isn't that a radical one? I'm telling you, what Jesus has prepared for you, although it's so, so challenging, you know, had the full potential and sufficiency to sustain you, to protect you, to, 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 to make you uh, great and to continue to live a victorious life without being dependent on the old way. Hallelujah. My grace, said Jesus to Paul, is sufficient to you. You're going to make it. I read the whole book, the last page. We win. As someone said, at the end of the day, God wins. Amen. Amen. My heart, your fears, your, 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 your insecurity, whatever. Boom. My grace is what I have prepared, what I'm ready to give you, to support you, and to sustain you with, you know, is sufficient for you to make it to the promised land. No matter how great is the challenge of that desert, you know, we, we have to cross. By the way, the desert is not your Christian life. The desert is representing the transition. The transition every one of us is appointed to cross, you know, before entering into the, 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 the rest of the promise. And everyone is appointed, like it or not, to go through this period of time of transition you know where we learn how to depend on him without having anything else you know visible or being sensed around us but just the cloud of his presence hmm. hallelujah and now think about this i want to just mention a few things about the new life we have received like putting off the old man that old robe, and uh, first of all, uh, one nature, sharing one nature with God. Woo! Peter says, by these great promises, we can, uh, we have become partakers of the divine nature. Now God never dies. <laughs> God is eternal. You are sharing 
in the power of indestructible life. But the old man is shaking and trembling. How I'm going to make it? Clothes, food, finances, things like that. Hey, the one who is with you, in you, the one with him, you are one nature and partaking into this power and into this reality and into this glorious realm of energy which sustains the whole universe, you know, definitely can manifest through you and in you because you are more precious than the world and everything in it. Do you know that the world with all its purposes, beauty, glory, whatever you find in the physical world has no purpose without you? Isn't that awesome? I mean, just think about it. We feel so fragile. We feel so insignificant. But do you know that the whole world around you with all its glory, the sunrise, the sunset, the waterfalls, the lakes, the seasons, you, you name it, the stars, the galaxies. My goodness. And we are the crown. We are the crown. Everything was created preliminary on a purpose to, to serve to us. And we to rule over that. And you, it's mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. That's how great you are. And now you are restored. Yes, we were fallen creatures. Now you are restored and you have become a partaker of the divine nature. Okay? Then it says, uh, he has given us the spirit of his son. And we are partaking into the same spirit. Not another spirit, not part of the spirit. The same spirit of God dwells in every one of you. That's the most uh, unbelievable and, uh, thing which I, I cannot comprehend. Because let me tell you, I don't have one million part of the spirit in my heart. And you have the rest, okay, divided between all of us. It, he has not given us like a micro percentage of the Holy Spirit. But he has given you, in every one of us, he has given you the personality of the Spirit. How he can divide that, how, how it works, I don't know. But I, what I know that that I have the Spirit. Everything the Spirit has is in me. Praise right. the Lord. Right. He has given you the Spirit of his Son. Another verse. The one who is united with the Lord is one Spirit with him. Not 10%. One spirit with him. Don't you think that is, is awesome? I mean, just think about the glory of the new life you are called to, to live in. You know, like you don't need that old mantle of a beggar. You are not a beggar. That was a great revelation one day when I realized that we still carry that uh, beggar's mentality when we, came, when we come to the Lord. You know, like, uh, please, please, if... You have mercy. and uh, No, we are sharing his throne together. We, we rule with Christ, you know. Sons are not beggars anymore. They are heirs and co-heirs with Christ. Every privilege, every, every position, every honor, every blessing Jesus possesses and has, you know, you share in it equally, believe it or not. Yes, I'm not trying to say that. I'm boldly declaring. Amen. I'm Amen. boldly declaring that everything Jesus has, you are sharing in the same 
in the same privilege, in the same honor. God has not withhold anything from you which he has given to Jesus. Hallelujah. One glory. You see, one nature, one spirit, one glory. John chapter 17, Jesus says, and the glory you have given to me, I'm giving this glory to them. So they may be one as we are one. Wow. The same glory, the same glory which was given from the Father to Jesus, you know, whatever it is, it is beyond comprehension, you know. It is given to us. And do you know that this glory is not a mystical cloud of like fireworks and things like that? You know, talking about glory. It is an uh, energy field. It's an energy field which sustains every existence which we are aware of. You know, it is sustained by it. Without the glory, you know, nothing can exist. The whole creation, spiritual, material, you know, is a manifestation of God's glory. And he has given us this glory. One life. One and the same life we're, we're, we're sharing. A resurrection life. The life Jesus lives with, you know, has been infused and given to you. Do you make difference between everlasting and eternal? It's a big difference. For example, talking about cars. For example, your car may be everlasting if it's a Toyota or Honda, okay? But... <laughs> But you know what everlasting means? It will last forever, but it has a beginning. It has a starting point. Okay? And eternal is different from everlasting because eternal means has no beginning and has no end. And we didn't receive everlasting life, which would be for me more normal because, you know, I had a starting point. But the life we have received is called eternal because it comes from Him. And let me tell you, God is not everlasting because He has no beginning. He is eternal, has no beginning and no end. And that's the life, that's the quality and the kind of life every one of you have received. Indestructible. Don't be afraid of the enemy or whatever you face because nothing, 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 this world or whatever outside of God, you know, can destroy and bring it down. Because I live, Jesus said. Because I live, you will live. Isn't that an awesome promise? Whatever takes place with Jesus and in Jesus affects us in the same way. And until Jesus is on the throne, gloriously, you know, glorified, resurrected, we are sharing in the same victory. And nothing can prevent us, you know, manifesting that power. Hallelujah. One power. You will receive power when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you. Power for overcoming and living a new life. That's dunamis power. That's the Greek, the Greek term used in the Bible. You are very well familiar. And you see that power, this life has a power and it is in us. And we need to give place to that power. Amen? I don't care how many horsepowers and uh, V6, V8 your vehicle is. Let me tell you, until you don't shift the gears and you don't start it up, you know, 
doesn't make doesn't matter. I mean, doesn't make difference. Amen. But once you start up that engine, you know, and put shift the gears, boy oh boy, look what happens. Amen. You can tow a caravan. You can tow, you know, great loads and things like that. And I'm telling you, when God puts you on power, you know, you can shift, you can move things, the, the world around you and things, you know, and changing the society and, and the people around you and everything can be shifted and moved and uh, put in new order. Ooh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. One last thing I want to uh, finish with that. One future. Don't you think that's a beautiful promise? Yeah. One future. For you, do you know, maybe, you know, I don't know, you know, some other options. It is only one option. I mean, the future, your future is a glorious one. Romans chapter 8, he said, the one uh, the ones he has uh, chosen, you know, uh, predestined, also glorified. Those he glorified also. You are predestined to be glorified. That's the final point. That's the final intention, you know, you, you, you are made for. Aren't you glad about that? Hey, yeah. no matter how what, what, what I'm going through, I'm appointed and predestined to be glorified. That's the end of my story. Hallelujah glorified the same way Jesus is glorified you know every one of us will share into that glorious future to that glorious kingdom one future whatever the future of Jesus and God's kingdom you know we a part of it we're gonna share in it Amen. gloriously Amen. praise the Lord so I just want to pray over you this morning I just want to declare to have a confidence and boldness and and like uh, trust the Lord that whatever you lose and throw away uh, you know like the the old mantle the old life and dependence and whatever it is you know every one of us is different you know what God has prepared for you will be sufficient will be more glorious and more 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 dependent to be on it I mean just more trustful Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for calling us in the sphere of entirely new life. Thank you for provoking us this morning that we cannot combine uh, coming to you, combining them both and, and carrying them both. To, they don't function. Your kingdom doesn't work like that. So we boldly, like this blind man, we, we throw away our our. Uh, 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 um, old mantles and behaviors and lives and mentalities and personalities and identities, Lord, and we receive a new one, a glorious one, which proceeds from you. We want to follow you with, with turning our backs on our old dependence and the, the, the old system of the world, and we are fully, fully identifying our future, our destiny with you, and we are readily following eagerly and readily following you on the way without any fear and without any hesitation i bless your people give them faith and confidence lord and taking us out of the system of the world is like taking uh, israel out of egypt we thank you that this provision for us you can make the rock to to gush out with water fresh water Yes, flint rock is able to produce water only because we are greater and we are appointed 
to, 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 for the praise of your glory. Thank you for the heavenly manna. Thank you for separating barriers and limits before us as the Red Sea and the River Jordan. Thank you for destroying our enemies before us. Thank you for turning the curse of uh, uh, Balaam into a blessing because you love us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the glorious future and thank you for making us one with Jesus. In the name of Jesus, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you guys for this great opportunity to share the gospel with you. And we are so glad.